You're listening to the Wanderlust Swingers Podcast with Aussie hosts Kate and Daryl. If you're curious about exploring your sexuality or the swinging, hot wifing and non-monogamous lifestyle, you've definitely come to the right podcast. Or maybe you just love travel adventures. Either way, we share our personal, sometimes juicy, sexy stories as well as swingers club and event reviews, interviews with other sassy people and of course our global swinging adventures. We try to bring you a look into the diverse lifestyle that the swinging and non-monogamous community has. We hope you enjoy. Now Let's get into the episode. G'day guys and welcome to episode 164, 190 swingers at Penthouse Playroom Swingers Club. Daryl, how you doing? I'm good. You're right. You're you're pretty uh, horizontal there. I don't really have an option. We are in our temporary home and Daryl is currently lying on the bed in my office. Temporary house. Temporary house. Not a home. Not a home. Very big difference between there the is, two. There is actually a difference between the two. Uh, happy March. Happy March. <laughs> fucking hell, we're celebrating months now, are we? <laughs> I thought graduations for year two was fucking ridiculous, but now Things we're celebrating are out of months. Control. Okay, are you ready for my intro? Good Lord, no. Given it need the intro needed an intro, I'm not in. Okay, you ready? Intro. In the Swingers Lifestyle community, club takers are considered especially excellent. In Dunstable, United Kingdom, the dedicated podcasters who run these events are members of an elite squad known as the Red Hot Party Unit. These are their stories. <laughs> I don't know whether you're aware, but that's, um, the, that sound is actually... You can't do that. You can because it's only a couple of seconds. No, you can't. There's a limit to the number of times you can do that. Yeah, so what we're going to be talking about today is the, <laughs> is the event we just held in the United Kingdom. We had 190 swingers join us in the Penthouse Playrooms Club. Still struggling to recover from that, whatever that was. We're going to share some audio from the awesome attendees and a few things that uh, went tits up. But first, cultural tidbit. This is actually a personal cultural tidbit. Personal? Yeah, as in like I personally witnessed this cultural tidbit. Okay. So identification in the Netherlands, it is 100% illegal to walk around on the street and not carry identification. Well, there's only sort of one percentage of illegal. There's no... 100%. There's no, there's no like, oh, it was only 1% illegal. Yeah. I had it's a half an ID of 50%. Illegal or not illegal. There's, there's a real clear boundary here. So what we found out during the course of operating this event is that... Not a lot of people in the UK. It's a lawless fucking society over there. We've said to everybody like, oh, hey, guys, as an aside, don't forget to bring your ID. And the chat went fucking bananas. People were like, what do you mean ID? Like, Because, you, you know, you're a human, an adult human. I think you're overstretching your... And you need ID. And people were like, what? What do you mean ID? And then everyone was like, not everyone, a few people were like, I don't own ID. And it just blew my mind. I was like, wait a second, how do you not own ID? And so then this whole thing... Throughout the entire course of the chat and the event. Just quick, quick, uh, just a quick question for you. Yeah. Did you miss the entirety of the election, the last US election? Yeah, with people with no IDs. Yeah. It's weird, man. It's not weird. It's so weird. If you don't have a need to drive a car, what do you need ID for? What do you need? You're an adult. You're a human adult. Yeah, so what do you need ID for? Other things. Like what? Gym memberships. Getting into a nightclub, you need ID to get into a nightclub. You fucking do not. You fucking do too. No, you don't. The point is this. The point is you don't require an ID to exist for most of your so life. So you think it's perfectly acceptable that people are just just like barebacking the streets, walking around, barebacking the streets with no fucking ID. You think that's perfectly, perfectly fine? Provided it's legal in their country. Get out. Yes. Get out. Why? So the Red Hot Party, the Red Hot Party, <laughs> just a, the Red Hot Party was a full. Oh man, your cultural idea, uh, your cultural tidbit was fucking. It wasn't a cultural tidbit. It was a culturally inappropriate tidbit. I think it's relevant. I think it's Ivory Tower. Okay, you're just fucking dancing around up there with all your IDs, fucking throwing them at people. <laughs> Agree to disagree, babe. Let's move on. <laughs> okay, you're dwelling, and it's and it's unbecoming. <laughs> Of an identification holder. That's it. I'm, I'm now working toward removing every ID from my life. I have three in my wallet right now. Oh, la da We took over the penthouse playrooms in Dunstable, which is near Luton, and we're going to talk about what happened at the event, the people that were there. We're going to talk about some funny shit that happened in the chat and just kind of give you guys a rundown of what happened in Dunstable. So let's hear from Amy. She's one of our attendees. Let's see what she has to say about her time. 
Hello, my name is Amy and I attended the Red Hot Party event at the weekend with my husband Ben. You can find us on Fab, Mr and Mrs C777 if you would like to. I just wanted to make this little recording just to say thanks so much to Kate, Daryl and the Bed Hoppers for putting on this amazing event. We've never been to an event before. We've been in the lifestyle for six months and we've been to many club nights. But we decided to go to this event and on a whim, actually. And I'm really glad that we did. Not just because of the actual night itself, but the reason why it was so good is because of the community that we found when we signed up. So you become part of a Discord chat. Well, we did anyway. And on that chat, we made so many friends, so many connections. And we have literally got friends for life. And I couldn't be more grateful for that. I would 100% recommend if you're thinking about it, just do it. If you're sick of fab or you're not really sure how to make connections with people, signing up to an event like this is such a good idea because now, honestly, we have so many friends. We're constantly chatting, making plans for the future. We're all going to do a reunion. So that is the kind of thing that literally money can't buy. And I wouldn't have met these people if I hadn't gone. So not only do you have a really great night, but you build a community. And for me, I feel like that's been the best thing. Because then when we did go on the night, we weren't nervous. Well, we was a little bit. <laughs> You're always a bit nervous when you go to like these kind of things, aren't you? We had a great time. It was really amazing. We met so many people and yeah, just got memories for life. Was there any funny stories? Probably one where I hope they won't mind me saying, but we um, there's a room at Penthouse, which we dubbed the confessional booth because it has these little windows that look a bit like you're doing confession. And as I was walking past, I see some people were in there and I shouted through, oh, you're a sinner, <laughs> like that. We're not really thinking that actually, hold on, that actually does need some context to it. And then as luck would have it, I saw them outside by the food truck. And then they were, I was like, oh, yeah, that was me. <laughs> and I gave them the context of why I said they were sinning. It was highly amusing. That was very funny because um, I think they must have thought I'd escaped from the mental hospital. But um, yeah, <laughs> it was really fun. There was lots of connections made that night, shall we say, which were really, really good. And yeah, we just had the best time. I would definitely recommend going to an event if you want to make friends, you want to have a good night, you're not really sure what you're doing. You don't necessarily have to be a newbie. You could just be sick of fab and just want to make some friends. So I highly recommend it. Oh, and also the food truck on the night. Oh my God, exquisite. If anyone didn't have anything from the food truck, you need to get yourself back to Penthouse and get some of their food. It was banging. <laughs> Not as much as the playrooms were banging that night, but hey-ho. <laughs> right, that's enough from me. Yeah, I just recommend it. Go for it. Thanks again, guys. We had the best time and we cannot wait to do the next one. We didn't need any food truck food. No. And I've said to Amy multiple times since she said that, and I was like, God fucking damn it. We didn't need any food truck food. I was really upset. First, about that. I need to congratulate Amy. Why is that? On being above the standard of the government and having ID. <laughs> <laughs> so, Amy and Ben. Above national standard. Six months in the lifestyle, never been to an event before, and she feels like she's made friends for, for life. That's just so good. But I do like a comment the food truck is banging. <laughs> such a British thing to say and I'm all about it. I mean, you made it weird. I didn't make it weird. You did make it weird. <laughs> Kill for some burger and fries right now. What was what was even on the food truck? I didn't even know Burgers what it was. and fries. It was wings. Uh, that's all I really know because that's what people were banging on about. Banging? Yeah. Huh? You, you're you're huh? on that. You now. like it? What's up? Uh, I'd also like to thank Amy for Kate using the term banging in <laughs> every second sentence. For she the was, next she was two fantastic. Weeks. I actually went and spoke to Amy and Ben in the locker changing area at one point, and in the locker area, in the locker area, with with yes. adequate lockers. Oh my god, lockers. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> and I can't remember how we got in the conversation, but I remember distinctly trying to convince Amy that you should no longer wear panties and that you should just no longer wear panties forever. I think she'd forgotten her panties or didn't have them or her outfit didn't have them. I'm not sure how that was working, but I was like, I'm not wearing any. I don't wear any ever time, anytime. So she was just going to run upstairs for the, like, just just no, like, shirt cutting. <laughs> I don't know. I think her lingerie was like. Sorry, shirt pussing. Shirt pussing. That's what it's. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I remember, I distinctly remember like purposely going and having like a little chat and trying to convince the two of them that like really panties aren't a necessity in life. So just let your freak flag fly, really. Yeah. It depends on, you know, how often you wear the jeans you're wearing. Yeah. So I put into AI 190 swingers walk into a club. Ready for this? I just like the way you throw in, I put into AI. Uh-huh, uh-huh, like it's uh-huh. a, that's not a saying. Yeah, it is. Okay. It is now. Take it, bitch. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. 190 swingers walk into a club according to AI. Assuming that the swingers club can accommodate 190 couples at one time, a group event with this many participants could create a lively and vibrant atmosphere. It could also potentially lead to long wait times for private rooms or play areas. This is fucking AI, remember? And the noise level may be higher than usual. However... The overall experience will depend on the specific club, the rules and guidelines in place, and the behaviour of the guests. Cool. Don't you think that's crazy? You put that shit into AI and it's like, hey, here's what's up. It's actually scary. Yeah. But yeah. Totes really. It's just really well-trained computers. Don't you think it's like, oh, it creates a vibrant atmosphere and assuming that club can have it and it's going to be long wait time to the private rooms and play play areas. I'm like, get out of my head. If you're as dumb as an AI, I've got real problems. I would be happily as smart as an AI. You are much smarter than any AI Amazing. that's out there. Yeah. They are not very smart. They're pretty smart. No, they're not. They told me. <laughs> no <laughs> shit, they told you. So the next clip that I'm going to play is from Nathan and Rosie. This was their first event, their first club night, and the first time that they ever got naked in a hot tub. So I'm going to give these guys massive kudos for the fact that they were – Confident and ballsy enough to do that. As long as it worked out better than our first time where you decided to get into the hot tub naked and then had a freak out halfway through, got out and ran away. Yeah, that happened. Picked up your clothes and ran. That happened. Picked up your clothes and fucking ran. I was out of there. You were. The balls were swinging, I was out. Yeah, but (laughs) the balls weren't even swinging at you. I know, but they were were in the general vicinity. Yeah. Nathan and Rosie, really impressed by these guys, really like listening to this. Um, So, again, first event, first club night. If you're out there and you're contemplating going to any event – and you're unsure, these guys are, I guess, just fantastic to listen to. Let's have a listen. Okay. Hi, Daryl. Thanks for playing this on the podcast. If you do, I'm Nathan. My wife is Rosie. We attended the Red Hot Party, and that was, for us, our first club event. So, naturally, we went into there, even though we'd been invited by another couple and we'd gone along with them, we entered there kind of nervous because we didn't really know what to expect. Even though they'd filled us in, we didn't know what to expect. The first thing we did was literally got a drink from the bar and sat down and spoke with another couple who we'd sort of caught a chat with at the pre-event. And from there, they gave us a lot of advice, told us a couple of their experiences and things to expect. And we then decided it was time to get in the hot tub. Now, Fun story here. Rosie naively turned around and said, we bought towels, but no swimming costumes. And obviously, sort of the laughing ensued because it was then realised that it wasn't that sort of hot tub at all. But after we got in that hot tub naked, we were pretty much confident for the rest of the night to be dressed down. So we did. We dressed down, made use of a couple of the, of the rooms ourselves, and there is something very liberating about people watching you do your thing and knowing that they can see you. Before the event, we had played around with a bit of hot wifing and came into that basically thinking whatever happens, happens. And we had a lot of conversation with each other throughout the night about how it was going. And we're now pretty excited to try another event again what i'd say for anyone going into this for the first time is our biggest regret is not mingling with more people so definitely get out there and speak with as many people as you can because we only really spoke with that one couple plus another single throughout the night and definitely definitely make sure that you have your time to speak with each other how the event is going I'd also recommend listening to podcasts beforehand because now I'm listening to these podcasts afterwards. I'm relating to a lot of things and I feel it could have helped had I done so beforehand. Nathan and Rosie, mingling, very important. Sitting down, bad. (laughs) 
It can be. I mean, it can be good if you get another couple or another group yeah, of people. No, it's good if you're nervous as well. I did like the part where they were like, "Oh shit, we forgot to bring our bikini and our togs," and togs. We just went in the, the hot so tub Australian. anyway because. And the reason I'm relating to this is, do you remember going back to that first time, first hot tub, first club? Yep. I took a bikini. I remember we went to the lockers and I was mm-hmm. getting ready to change into my bikini. Yep. And then I realised nobody else was doing that and I would have been the old one out. Yep, absolutely. It takes a lot of guts, man. I'm, I'm super impressed with them. I'm just happy that they did that and that they felt comfortable enough in that environment to to do so. It's good, absolutely. I think uh, very important that, that you not only sit in the hot tub though, like it's good, especially for your first event, to wander around and see what's going on and try and figure out the lay of the land, which it sounds like they did. A little bit of mingling, a little bit of uh, chatting and then you Some know, hot tubbing. the occasional, I don't know, Anal fisting in the hot tub. <laughs> That's not a thing. Please don't do that. Um, pH balances and whatever. Fuck the pH balance. <laughs> Anal fisting in a hot tub. I'm thinking about the poot in the fucking water. Listen, it's nice listening to these messages because we've now been dabbling in non-monogamy for eight years, right? And listening to these messages for me and their first experience and remembering the hot tub and all that is just lovely. And it reminds me so much of ha- – of Standing in the coat, pushing that doorbell for the first time at the couples club in Sydney and being just like, what's going to happen in here? And I just listen to these messages and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Do you remember? Yes, I do. I wasn't as fearful as you, though. I was like, oh, my God. You okay. know, you're, you're pretty fearful, though. Like, you you know, jump, jumping out of planes, things like that. Just because I don't want to hurl myself to my death. It's not your death. Outside of a plane and maybe survive doesn't mean that there's something wrong with me. (laughs) That No, you're right. That doesn't. There's many other things. There's many other indicators, but that is a solid. That's another one. Yeah. So I want to talk about reaching out to the club and stuff. So before we get on to another clip, which I'm really excited to share about this one too, but when we reached out to the club, sometimes when you host events and things like that, we asked about doing a takeover and – not always can you can you have this opportunity because you're obviously, you know, you're taking on the liability, you're buying out the whole club and penthouse playrooms, I really got to hand it to them. They were very, very open to having our group of people in there and that was really, really lovely. So here we go. Another clip. This is from Behind Closed Doors. They're on Twitter. I'm going to put their link in the show notes. They have been, Daryl, you ready? I'm ready. In the lifestyle for 10 years, this was their first club event. Oh. Yeah. You ready to hear what they got to say? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm excited. We are Mr. and Mrs. Behind Closed Doors, or BCD. We have been in the lifestyle about 10 years, where we've played with the Stag and Vixen scenario. Although back then, it was just known as a threesome to us, and we didn't even know there was another name for it until we found Twitter. So about four years ago, we ventured onto Twitter, ventured into the fab and more of the lifestyle, met online Mr. and Mrs. H, the bedoppers and lots of other lovely folks. And it was great getting to know them, but we'd never met them in person. It was all on Zoom chats or just on Twitter and just exchanging various messages and stories. And then the pandemic stopped play. So obviously we've not done anything for about four years. And then recently we started to talk about, you know, getting back out there, but we weren't really sure what that was going to look like because we sort of discovered that when we do play, we have much more fun when we're playing together with somebody else. And we'd never been to a club. So we figured that the Red Hot Party, being organised by Mr. and Mrs. H and the fabulous Wonderless Swingers, that it was a pretty safe space, to be honest, for us to go to. And it just felt like the perfect opportunity to get ourselves back out there. So we sort of had a chat and I was a bit anxious, a bit nervous about being back out there. And Yeah, I think we've, we've both had some nerves around what we would do and the kind of things that would go on and yeah, we've so. never set foot in a club before. So, <laughs> no. but what better way to go and do it? If, yeah. if we were going to do it, this was the, this was the way. Yeah. So we sort of set our intention that at the end of the day, we would go, we would meet these people that we'd, you know, connected with online. We'd enjoy getting dressed up. We'd have a lovely night away together. We'd see what a club was like. And at the end of the day, if we just ended up having sex with each other at the end of the night, then that was great. So we did go. And it was fantastic. It was so lovely to meet everyone in person. Obviously, they were all super lovely, as we knew they would be. But straight away, it was like meeting old friends, which was fantastic. We um, to feel very welcome by everybody. Yeah, yeah, people really went to an effort, especially Mr. and Mrs. H, to really make us feel 
like long lost long friends, lost friends or, yeah, and almost, yeah. secret stag and secret vixen as well it was yeah it was so lovely but obviously these guys were the hosts you know so really we knew that you guys were going to be really busy and in demand obviously because you had a lot of organizing to do it's not easy putting on these events so what was really lucky for us is that we stepped into the lift in our hotel and met a lovely couple who were also heading to the party the giveaway was big red bag like <laughs> my big red bag so we walked down to pre-drinks with them and it was just really nice to have a chat with them they were also a bit nervous they had been to club nights before but didn't have a lot of experience play so it was nice to sort of swap stories and it was nice just to sort of have somebody to gravitate to a little bit especially when we got into the club to know that you know let's let's get a drink let's find somewhere to sit let's have a look around Um, and we all you know we both went off and did our own things but we sort of kept gravitating back to each other had a nice tour from uh, Secret Stag. Secret Stag, we kept bumping in Secret Vixen on her <laughs> tour. So yeah, we we got to experience, you know, lots of different things in there. Had real good nosy around. Talked to lots of lovely people who were, you know, some newbies, some more experienced people. And then it sort of became clear, you know, probably about midnight, that we were, you know, we were egging each other on, um, us and the other couple. We dressed down, which was good fun. And then we all took a little bit of a trip to the cinema room where, yes, the pawn was terrible, Mr. H, I'm sorry. But luckily we, we made our own entertainment, didn't we? And yeah, our experience of threesomes became an experience of a foursome, which exceeded our expectations. We did not go with that intention. Absolutely not. I think yeah. it was a surprise to all of us. I kissed a girl for the first time, so lots of firsts. And we had a fantastic night and can't wait to do it again. <laughs> it was very well organised. <laughs> what, the, the foursome? <laughs> The whole, the whole event, everything was really well laid out. Yeah. It all ran seamlessly. Yeah, from, it did from, from our saw. perspective anyway. Um, so it was a great introduction. So to anybody who's thinking about doing this kind of thing, this this would be the perfect way to do it. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah, that's our little story of the Red Hot Party. Yeah, get yourselves there. You won't regret it. And look forward to the next one. Yeah, take care. Can we just talk about 10 years in the lifestyle, never to a lifestyle club, go, have their first foursome, has the, have their first kiss with a girl. Like, I just, I get, I just want to go back and experience what these people are experiencing for the first time. It just makes me a little bit jealous, actually. What? Why? I don't know, because I listen to this and I'm like, oh my God, all these first times, amazing. But you had a first time too. I know, but I want more. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's not the first time, though, if you want it again. No. That's the second. (laughs) Although, it's been a long time since you've kissed a girl. It has. Maybe you'd, uh, maybe, I don't know, your lip hymen has regrown. (laughs) Maybe. I I also know for everybody out there who just spat at the fucking podcast media they're listening to, I know that's not a thing. When you're hearing this, though... What do you think about them telling their story about kind of like going and all these things? I mean, they, they met somebody at the pre-party. That was something I was thinking about, actually. We we never experienced that when we first started going to clubs like we didn't. We, we met some of our best friends at the pre-party. What pre-party? I'm talking about the first time we went to couples club, the second time, the first time we went to OSS. Like our first times, we just turned up at the club on a random night. Actually, I remember texting Lawrence and asking him if he wants me to bring any food or soft drink too, by the way. Fucking, I wish I still had that text message. We didn't have anybody we knew there. We went in totally blind. Yeah, but we knew, sorry. You're talking like six months later when we went to like their, they had like a newbie's night at the bar. But okay. those first five experiences. Ten years ago. Cut a man some slack. Eight. Those first five experiences were just us. I mean, sales are rounded up fucking ten years ago. Yeah, I mean, yes. Again, it's so long ago. I don't really remember what it was all about. And it sounds awesome. I don't know what else to say. You were at the pre-party. I had to leave. But you witnessed the fire performer at the pre-party. Yeah. Run me through what happened there. The owner of the of the bar that we were at came over and asked whether it would be okay because I ran into him earlier and we were chatting about, you know, the event and what we were doing and that sort of thing. And he came and said, hey, would you mind if we got a fire performer in? And and he said, look, it's no cost to you guys. We'll just do it just to keep the part, you know, to keep the party humming. And I said, I'm sure that would be fine. So uh, she came on in with her fire blazing, uh, proceeded to try and <laughs> nearly set Mr. H's hair on fire. And let me tell you, he's got a good set of hair. He's got a good mop. He does have a good he's one. He's got yeah. a good mop. And add to that, you know, it's a night out, so he's got a bit of product in there. <laughs> 
He would have went up like a fucking Roman candle. <laughs> I swear to God, it was so close. I'm just, I'm trying to imagine like, because I wasn't there, so I'm trying to imagine all these people in this bar and where did she perform? Just in the middle of it all? I had to clear a space. You had yeah. to clear a space. You had to, had to go around and yeah, like I had to back it up. turf some people out. The funny thing was, was I cleared a space and then I, as soon as I walked away, <laughs> these two people went, oh, fucking clear space. I'm going to go stand up there. <laughs> so they moved in and I had to go back and say, hey, guys, sorry. You might have to just back up a little bit. That's we'll try funny. To clear some space. Anyway, so they um, so they then passed the word around the circle to hold back the fucking hordes as this, <laughs> hold this the lady, line. as this lady came in. Yeah, so she nearly t- <laughs> nearly torched Mister H on the way in. Which, I mean, I'm not going to say it would have been funny to see because that's horrible. But it would have been funny. But it would have been see. funny to see. <laughs> if no one was injured, it kind of would have been fun. Yeah, I mean, he, and he didn't damage that beautiful mop. Was she, was she good? She was. She was quite good. Although her assistant nearly got fucking dragged out. Why? Well, because <laughs> she walked past me and she started taking photos. So I had to, I ran over to her and said, uh, sorry, are you with this group? And she's like, no, I'm with this lady. I'm like, okay, but you can't be taking photos. I'm sorry. Yeah. You, need to, you need to delete what you have. And she's like, oh, why is that? And I said, because I said so. Yeah, it's a private party. Back off. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, that's what happened. That's funny. I didn't drag her out. No. And she and her friend didn't set me nor Mr. H on fire. Happy days. Well, I think so. Or anybody else. I don't know if our insurance covers people being set on fire. I think it probably would. Yeah, it actually does. I know it does for a fact. Because <laughs> why the? Because you have to check. Like, do you have any? You know, the jumping question, castles. The question to- is, who who's thinking? Well, we better make sure that if anyone gets set on fire, they're insured. Me. No, no. I yeah. Okay, that's <laughs> just the example I needed. Hey, talking about interlopers. So while that was all going on, I was at the club with Mrs. H, and I was there with Secret Stag and Secret Vixen and Max and Mabel. We were kind of setting up, and while we we're setting up. We knew that there was a possibility of having some interlopers, right? People who either didn't have tickets who were just going to try it on or people who just didn't realise it was a private event and were turning up on a regular Saturday night. And it was so funny because Mrs. H was a little bit stressed about this and I was like, I got it. It's no dramas, right? We had security there anyway. Let me engage my inner cunt, Well, listen, I've done it before. It was just... it can't. You know, I've done it before. You made that poor dude stand out the front. He didn't have his fucking ID, I'll tell you what. <laughs> he didn't have his ID because I had his fucking ID but and he, his jacket he, and his bag and everything else. I let him inside. Yeah, there could have been, you know what could have happened? A text message. I could have got a text message I saying, was could, you, in. could you take a photo <laughs> of the ID of the man's guy, a fucking full wallet with everything in it? Yeah. Could you take a photo of that and just flip it on over to me so I can let this poor gentleman in? Rather than him standing there like a fucking shag on no, a rock. No, we let him into the actual front lobby area while he oh. waited on the show. Anyway, oh, listen. Why, thank you. Listen here. Mrs. H was a little bit worried about this whole situation unfolding. We had security there. I was like, it's fine. We had, we we're standing behind the lobby. And i got to tell you, there's a there's an element of like power. So Ms., Mrs. H and I were standing there checking people in, but we could see like the <laughs> security cameras outside. We could see everything going on. And I was like, fucking yeah, I'm liking this. This is a real surprise to me that you and Mrs. H may have went on a power trip. <laughs> oh, fucking colour me shock. We had a door buzzer and everything. Like we had a little button to like open the door and I saw these two people rocking up. Don't like look at these guns. <laughs> <laughs> Just left the door locked. No, no. I, I was like, wait a second. They don't seem familiar from the chat. Give me a second. So I buzzed it and then I got Mrs. H to buzz it and I went around the little desk and I went to the door and I was like, hey, what's up? And they were just like standing there and I was like, cool. Um, are you here for the Red Hot Party? And they were like, what? And I said, oh, do you have tickets to tonight's party? And they, I don't remember what they said. They were like, no, 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 we're just here to whatever, come in. And I was like, yeah, and a private party, um, thanks for coming. You can probably come back tomorrow night or another night. It's fine. Thanks very much. Like, have a great night. Off you go. With fucking precision. See, the real question you should ask yourself is is that something that you should be proud of <laughs> well people try to come in yeah but when they shouldn't the, so there's just two folk you don't know what their what their circumstances were and the reason i say that is because i feel like they just rocked up for the night they, which i was actually quite nice I'm, I'm over exaggerating i was very nice to them but the people that jumped the fence at our other events and stuff like that those people no but these people innocently may be turning up, I'm not sure. But it was just funny to be in this little like cameras out, door buzzing, turning people away kind of thing. 
When you got there, did you get a chance to do the tour with the Secret Stag and Secret Vixen? No. Shame. No, I didn't. didn't I didn't get the tour. I heard they did a great job. Yeah, well, I mean, look, there's only one person out of those two that I can trust. <laughs> While I'm doing that, I want to give a shout out to Max and Mabel who stood there giving out the goodie bags. They were very helpful. We had a burlesque and a fire performer um, called Candy Burlesque and everyone said she was great. I didn't get to see her because I was checking people in. You didn't get to see her. No, because I came on the second second bus and um, by the time I got there and then sort of got a drink and got upstairs, she was done. I didn't get to see Candy Burlesque and I didn't get to have any food from the fire truck. Like From the fire truck? <laughs> That's the name of the food truck. No, it's not. It should actually be that. It'd be kind of funny. Oh, yeah, because nobody's thought of that before. The food truck. I didn't get to get any food and I'm kind of devo about it. Yeah, you're right. Because we need more food in our life. We need more food. We're only about 10 kilos overweight each. That's like 400 pounds for those of you who still use the imperial system. The pole dance speech and Mrs. H's horror at dancing on the pole from your perspective. You mean the perspective where I said the ladies need to dance on the pole? Because I was fucking in amongst it. I just want to know your perspective on the whole situation. What unfolded? Give us a story. It was exactly what I hoped unfolded. I I finished my speech and, and got a vote for the ladies dancing on the pole and, and one certainly wasn't interested in embracing that, but she did. She got in there. She gave it a crack, gave it a red hot try, and I think she did well. It was a good uh, – there was some sexy dancing. Actually, there was a kiss there. Mm-hmm. So you have kissed a girl recently. I know. Fucking weird. I knew that when you said it, but I didn't want to. What? Break up the mood of the podcast somehow. <laughs> actually, I've spoken longer about it now than it actually, than what it happened It was for. so quick. It was done. You go, you ladies were done in like, I don't know, 20 seconds. Yeah. She was, she was out of there. I'm, I'm glad that she did it. It was the first time she's ever done anything like that up and performed up on, on, I think on she stage. she did really well. She's very uncomfortable about the whole thing. I was yeah, whispering I in her ear. Was, I was uh, like, come on, it's, do it, do it, just fine. <laughs> she wanted to kill me after that. I'm pretty sure she did, yeah. I mean, let's just tally those up, shall we? That would probably <laughs> be the 90th time she's wanted to kill me. Thankfully, the amount of time she's wanted to shag me has outnumbered the amount of time she's wanted to kill me. I don't think I that's think. the case at no, all. Actually, I don't think that's the case either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play a clip from Max and Mabel who were helping us hand out the gift bags. Uh, They danced naked on the dance floor and they played in a locked room. So let's hear from them. Hey guys, Mabel here for Max and Mabel. We took the long journey down south to attend the Red Hot Party and what a night it was. We've been looking forward to this night since it was announced last year. The Bedhoppers and Wanderlust Wingers are a wonderful team and pull together such a fantastic crowd. We attended the pre-drinks at a local hotel before the event. And then just like Cinderella, we were whisked away to the ball. Myself and Max were on door duty, along with Kate and Carolyn, a job we took very seriously, of course. With the exception of Max, who threw my drink all over Carolyn's velvet dress and was on the naughty step for a while. Before the crowds arrived, myself, Max, Secret Stag and Secret Vixen went for a wander around to check out this absolutely amazing club, which completely blew us away. The facilities were like no other club we have ever been to. So much thought has gone into the design of the club, and it was an exceptional night from start to finish. Everyone we spoke to were having an amazing night. Everyone looked absolutely incredible, and the burger van was just the icing on the cake. We shared a few sexy kisses with some of the attendees, and then I found myself naked in the middle of the dance floor with very dry eyes when Carolyn jumped to my rescue with some magical eye drops. Myself and Max had a wonderful time in one of the private playrooms. The room was all black, super comfortable, clean, and it felt very naughty. Upon leaving the venue at around 3.30am, we went to give the wonderful bedhoppers some love and hopped in a taxi back to the hotel with our friends. The next morning at breakfast, everyone was chatting away over copious amounts of coffee, which was lovely to see. We loved meeting new friends, catching up with old friends, and then we travelled home up north with lots of naughty and very fun memories. So, until next time, guys. Five hours. Drive, I, don't know, I don't know if it's five hours. I'm assuming it's around five hours. Yeah, just the lead, you know, the lead-in of that long drive. <laughs> As an Australian, I chuckle a little because, you know, it's the whole island is not that big. But I get you. I, I know where you're coming from. I mean, the duchies won't cross two, two rivers to get to our house from, from theirs. <laughs> Sorry, I just realised I said the duchies because we talk about the duchies in one of our podcasts. Not those duchies. No. I, I just mean... Dutch, Dutch people. people in general. Yeah. 
it's like two rivers and there's a lot of fucking rivers here. So <laughs> people don't travel very far. It's like, oh, it's half an hour away. No, fuck that. That's too far. It's quite funny to hear the distance thing. Although it sounds like you had a lot of fun. It sounds like it was worthwhile. It was a worthwhile journey, which is good. Yeah. It's great having them in there. And I think the fact that they went and decided to play themselves alone in a locked room, like it just goes to show you that there's not one way. I think one of the biggest misconceptions about going to a club or an event or whatever is that there aren't spaces for you to actually be intimate without kind of being on display. There are some fucking clubs that there aren't. There are some, correct. I like the fact that you've got some flexibility to go and do that so you can have that environment and not necessarily need to play with others. Yeah, I think it's a good thing to have a a spectrum of of different play potentials in in a club. Let's take a moment now to talk about Penthouse Playrooms, the club, because we've been to clubs various places around the world and so we've seen kind of the way that different clubs operate. Penthouse Playrooms... Let's talk about some of the pros and cons there, right? So for me, they have 25 rooms. I don't know if you know that. I always thought it was interesting because it was 25 rooms on the 25th of February that we hosted there, so it was easy to remember. Yeah, you're right. That it makes it totally so much easier <laughs> it, to it remember. It did for me. Yeah. Really, I mean, really, what was your overall like pros and cons for Penthouse? Mine were super large venue. I thought the bar staff were on top of it as well. Yes, agreed. I thought drink prices were pretty reasonable, not like overly inflated drink prices. Don't remember, but I'll take your uh, I'll take your idea on that. But what I would say generally in my experience is that this club has a lot of different rooms. Like you've got the hot tubs downstairs, yes. you've got the dungeon area, which they've just done, some with locks, some open, a couple's only room, an orgy room. Like generally speaking, and you have to have a big floor print. And look, not a lot of clubs have this. Like they just don't have a big room, big space to be able to do this sort of thing. So a big footprint or big a big footprint. floor plan, plan <laughs> or a floor print. Yeah, one of those things. Yep. That's obviously quite unique. But I thought that having the variety that they do, like if you are into a little bit of kink, you can go and do that. But what were your overall impressions of Penthouse Playrooms? As my memory serves, it was it was a good location. Um I have to say I don't remember a lot about the club because we, we I was there then like hosting. I wasn't there as a, you know, like looking for somewhere to hang out or anything like that. So it wasn't, it wasn't uh, the right, I don't know, it wasn't in the right mindset, I suppose. What I would say though is that the, the porn did go a little bit haywire. I remember there's a porn room. That's right. There's a movie, movie cinema room. I did walk in there and see some people on the top. Yeah. T- chatting and stuff. It was earlier in the night when, when uh, Mr. H's porn was still playing. <laughs> which was um, confidently weird. Yeah, well, kind of like him, right? <laughs> <laughs> Funny porn. Right, let's take a moment. We're going to hear from Stephen and Claire Lou. And my takeaway from this is that they had discussed some confidence to talk to people, but what I want to say is that Stephen was an absolute wingman for Claire to get in the hot tub. And I think that's sometimes really important to have a wingman. So we're going to hear from them. And uh, Daryl, I want to hear what your thoughts are on this when we get back. Hello, it is Mr. and Mrs. W here, also known as Stephen underscore W on the Discord and Claire Lou. This was our second event that we have been to. We found it a lot more relaxed. We are definitely looking forward to going to another event and joining the people that we met and the people we didn't actually get a chance to speak to on the night. Our first event was where we kind of hid ourselves away. We didn't really speak to many people. We just kept ourselves to ourselves. We were really glad that this event went a lot better. So yeah, on this event, I actually felt like it was a totally different environment considering I don't really get on being in new places and speaking to new people. But I just walked up to people. I was like, hi, I'm Claire, nice to meet you. And that, that's not me. So for me to be in that situation and feel that comfortable was quite nice to see, really, wasn't it? Yeah, and pushing yourself that forward was like lovely to see you do it. It was brilliant. Like you, You've come a long way since us first going to an event or anything, really. Stephen did have to push me a bit, though. We were going to go in the hot tub, and him and a couple of others had actually got in before me, and I was like... Okay, maybe I'll go in in my underwear. I did decide, didn't I? Yeah, but then we were telling you that obviously you'd ruin your your nice set that you had on. So we were like, no, come on, come in. You'll look weird with it on. We kind of like spurred her on to get 
undressed and get in the hot tub, so... But I was comfortable to do that. Yeah, I know, and that's where you were brilliant, is if that was six months ago, you wouldn't have even bothered, you wouldn't have done that. I would have just sat on the sideline, just watched everyone and... Yeah, so you you pushed yourself somewhere that you, you pushed yourself to go to. There is probably so much more that we can say. But I would say anybody that is thinking about attending a club, attending events, you know, you will all be welcome. The hosts at the events we've been to are absolutely fantastic. And have made us feel welcome both times, really, haven't they? Yeah, we we definitely would agree. Obviously, Kate and Daryl and Mr and Mrs H were brilliant. Their events are really good events to be at. I would definitely recommend newbies to it. Obviously, we did recommend two newbies to it. Yep, to the Red Hot event we did, didn't we? Yep, and I would say, honestly, if there's an event that Kate and Daryl and Mr and Mrs H are putting on get your tickets quick because if not you're going to miss out on a fantastic night yeah i definitely agree with Stephen. we are already keeping eyes and ears open on the next event date ready to uh, book that planning the minute we find out what it, as soon as we see it on either the discord or the podcast the podcast we, yeah we're, we're definitely getting in yeah, there our deposit is already sat ready in the bank account ready to go <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and obviously we would like to both say a massive thank you to everyone who was there and to Mr and Mrs H and Kate and Daryl for putting on a fantastic evening. And we'll definitely see everyone again soon. Yeah. The sooner the better, so fingers crossed it will be soon. Yeah, we're definitely looking forward to it. Take care. Take care. Thank you, guys. Thank you. What do you think it is for your partner to be a wing person? Like you just heard then, she was a bit hesitant and he said he was kind of egging her on. I, th- I think it's exceedingly important as long as they can also recognise that the, that peer pressure is not a good thing. So, and, and it sounds, sorry, just to be clear, it sounds like that's exactly where this was, right? There was a group of people who saw somebody who was beautiful and they wanted her to um, push her limits a bit and she was happy to do it. So, and sounds like she had a fantastic evening because of that, not not just in spite of that, which is great. So, yeah, it was, uh, uh, I mean, it's really nice to hear that people had a good time and they enjoyed themselves and they pushed their boundaries a little and th- they went away happy, but knowing that they've done something that's a little bit, you know, a little bit further along in their journey, whatever their journey might be, and they're happy with where they've ended up. So it sounds like it was, sounds like they had a lot of fun. I'm jealous. I know. If you hear Claire Lou then, she does say, I'm not normally that person to walk up to somebody and introduce myself like that took a lot. And I don't know, I just, sometimes it does, it does take your own person. Like you can be a wing person to somebody, but sometimes internally too, you got to like, I don't know, nut up or shut up, right? Well, I think, I think it really helps that the lifestyle is very, it's a lot more geared toward ladies having, um, having control over their own, their own bodies, their own expectations, their own evenings, which is, some well not somewhat it's very different in terms of what the rest of the world kind of feels like i think I'm kind of mansplaining a woman's opinion here which i really hate myself for but i can see that uh that it's it, it's helping her also feel more comfortable to do those things which is cool i mean that's the confidence that comes from being able to say that i was confident that night mm. especially on the nights where you're not feeling particularly confident you know, to be able to draw on that for the next time you go to an event and say, you know what, I've done this before, I can do this again. That's a really cool thing to have as well. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. I want to talk about funny things that I read in the Discord. <laughs> I pulled a few sentences out of the Discord chat. I want to read them to you and get your thoughts because you weren't in the chat, so you have no idea about this. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Yep, that was us. Myself and Jay looking stunning in her boots after her trip to the hydraulic harness. Huh? There was a hydraulic... Like harness thing, like sex swing harness type. What the fuck's a hydraulic harness? Like, like okay, imagine a car repair shop yeah. with the It goes what, up and down. That's the hydraulicness of it. Oh, that's oh, that's what hydraulic noises yeah. make. Yeah. Okay, okay. I would have thought it'd be more like swoosh, you know, like rather than zut zut. Zut sounds electrical to me. I've only just realised that you were the fourth couple. Didn't quite make our way over to that side of the bed. Well, that's the mystery solved. <laughs> Fuck it all. <laughs> uh, that's good. I like that. <laughs> I can't remember who, 
but someone asked me on Saturday if I was the one with the weird voice. <laughs> well, I mean, you should have done it in a weird voice though, babe, <laughs> while you were doing that voiceover. If you're lucky, you might even get a Kit Kat. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like a, a finish up when you've finished? Like when a you, winner's prize yeah, kind of thing. Like when you get somebody off, you get a Kit Kat. Maybe. You get a bowl of, they're just like carrying around a bowl of Kit Kats I mean, in the club. it better not be one of those fucking fun size Kit Kats because <laughs> there's nothing fun about a fun size It'll be a full anything. size Kit Kat. And last but not least, I remember you looking at your watch and saying, I'm not coming at 5 to 12. That's far too early. I need a break. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, you've got your so you got your standards. Five <laughs> past twelve might have been okay, but five two, no good. No good. Yep, I got it. I, I can feel you. <laughs> so those are the things from the Discord that I heard. What I spotted, I just wanted to mention this too. I was actually walking around looking for you and I found you like in the back room, kind of huddled with Mr. and Mrs. H. What I will say is that on the way, I was like poking my head in different rooms looking for you and I poked my head into the orgy room, which is, by the way, full of people like massaging and playing with each other. Then I poked my head into the couple's room and then I poked my head into the single room, all the ones that were obviously open. Yeah, whatever. Just fucking opening doors and kick, <laughs> yeah, kicking like, in. Fucking, yeah. People were asking about who that fucking creepy girl was that was well, walking around what I and say. staring into there. You can pop your head in, but you can't really linger for that long because, you know, hashtag pervy host alert, really. Like, it's not great. I was like, nope, not, nope, nope, nope. So let's just be very clear here that the pervy host was not pervy and he was sitting somewhere else. <laughs> there was a pervy hostess wandering around <laughs> fucking poking her head into things. I was not. <laughs> yes, you were. You just described how you walk through looking into each different room. Oh, man. It doesn't get much more pervy than that. So if you saw me poke my head in, I was just looking for Daryl. I wasn't. Yeah, sure you were. Checking, checking on the action. She was flicking the bean while she was walking. <laughs> In a clockwise motion. It's counterclockwise. How do you not even know that? <laughs> that was my experience at the penthouse playrooms was kind of poking my head around and just being like, nope, 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 well, nope. That's fucking weird. You're making it weird. I stopped talking about it. I had some really good conversations with people though that- what, while you were just fucking poking your head into their playroom. Hi. Oh, you just fingering your asshole. Well, no, I, I mean said, can I have one of those Kit Kats that you got there in the bowl? <laughs> <laughs> What's a bitch got to do to get a Kit Kat? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently get another one off. Apparently get somebody else off. As we get ready to lead out on today's episode, just want to say thank you to We're the Penthouse Play. Out. We're leading out. Just want to say thank you to the Penthouse Playrooms for letting us uh, hang out for the evening and to the Bedhoppers, of course. But we're going to head out with a final clip. And this is the curious couple, Rich and 10 years, had this fantasy. They've been together for six years, came out of their shell they played in the couple's room, they tried the glory hole, and they reflected on the weekend and their lessons learned regarding time management. So <laughs> time management. That's a that's a weird thing to learn. Oh, it's good though. I mean, learn something every time you go, but time management, I'm not sure. Although, you know, it was five to midnight and that person was not gonna come. So yeah, fair enough. <laughs> time management's a thing. So thanks, guys, for listening. We're going to head out with Curious Couple Rich. Thanks for coming on, on the journey. Ciao. Hi. Hi. I'm Curious Joe. I'm Curious Rich. The Red Heart Party was a first for both of us, having discussed it in the past quite a lot, mainly because Rich is quite, quite keen to... Yeah, for me, it's kind of been a fantasy thing, I guess, for probably about 10 years. I think we've, we spoke about it almost as soon as we, well, we've been together, what, six years? And we were speaking about it fairly soon on and got a fab profile fairly early on. You, well, you saw that Red Hot Party came out, or from the podcast? Or yeah, so I've been listening to the Bedhoppers podcast for quite a while. And then when they were putting the event on, obviously with the Wanderlust Swingers, kind of piqued my interest and had a little look, so... After a, a few drinks one night while we were watching telly, I broached the subject and said, what do you think, shall we? I said, if you pay, let's go. <laughs> so I did. I was like, well, if that's the only barrier, let's do it. Let's do it, yeah. So on the lead up to the event, I think neither of us were particularly nervous until we kind of got there and started getting ready. I think you were a bit more nervous than I was. I was just enjoying the whole getting ready thing and then went, oh, crap, I'm out of time. I'll just have to go like I am. Yeah, I think having thought about it for so long, I probably kind of overplayed it a bit in mind and just, yeah, really kind of wondering what was going to go on, you know, whether the outfits were right and dressed the right way and we were going to find the venue and could we even carry enough bags from the car park to the hotel. <laughs> <Yeah>. and... <laughs> so 
So how about you? Any kind of nerves or thoughts pre-event? Not much, really. I'm a big planner, though, aren't I? If I'm going to something and I give myself the time to plan, I, was, I had two outfits and several options of underwear and everything I could think of. Went with no expectations. I, I just went, if I don't like it, I could turn around and go, we're leaving. There was nothing making me stay at any point. I did the same, took lots of different options of outfits and as much as I kind of over-planned it in my head, still left everything to the last minute and it all felt like a, a mad a rush. rush. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's you and your ADHD brain. So Yeah, pretty much sums it up. Yeah. I suppose there was a little jitter of nerves, just a bit like, you know, first walking into a room of loads of people and there was already quite a few people there. Yeah, I, a little bit, but then as soon as... <clears throat> Who was it that greeted us? Can I remember? Uh, Mr. H. Was the first Mr. One. H. Yeah, to, to see. Mm, like, shook hands and give a, a nice, bit of a kiss nice on the cheek. Nice hello, yeah, and a little bit of a, a chat at the door and like, come on in. And I was like, oh, this is great. Feels like going over to a mate's house. That was cool. And then we did our classic thing of grab a drink, go and find a, a quiet table in the corner <laughs> and sit there and watch everyone. Definitely. Hope for the best. <laughs> So even before that, as, as we were walking over and trying to find the restaurant, the, the nice thing was that the whole restaurant was kind of glass-sided. So when we came around the corner and we, we saw the restaurant and you could see everyone inside was dressed yeah. in red of some theme like, of outfits. We found like, the right place. Yeah, definitely. And that, that was really cool. But then, yeah, we only kind of sat down in the corner. Um, Lovely couple came over to say hi, which was really helped us because, you know, sitting there in the corner, it just felt... That was the only bit that felt a little bit daunting is approaching people to say hello. Like being there felt fine. Us being there together felt fine. I think that kind of proved it that we're both comfortable with each other, but we're a little bit nervous of talking to new people. Yeah, I think we're both a bit uh, awkward kind of socialising with people we don't know. It was really nice, actually. I said they jumped on the table and just said, oh, can we join you? Um, And then we... Introductions nice. swapped our kind of fab handles, and turns out we were both curious couple, something, something or other. Yeah. <laughs> Which There's lots of those on there, but that's there fine. Was a lot. Uh, but yeah, Maybe we change it when we're not curious anymore. <laughs> so it was really nice to, to kind of chat with them. Let's say, kind of, I, for me, it really helped put us at ease and just have a kind of natural conversation. And it was oh, just normal conversation. Yeah. Makes you realise that these sex people are just. Kind of normal. So we're just normal okay. people. Yeah. You can just say hello and they have normal lives. And like, you know that subconsciously, but you're a bit like, oh, I don't know what to say. Oh, I can just talk to people about normal stuff, which yeah. is quite cool. What was good for me as well is it kind of followed on through the rest of the night then because we kind of got some friendly faces that we yeah. kind of chatted to. So as we were, you know, we were lapping the club and doing various things, you'd bump into them at different points and it was kind of like, oh, hi. And they looked like different people every time because we, we all got changed at various times. So it was like meeting a new person, but a friendly face. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you find the club itself or the... Yeah, I, well, like I said, like once, once we got chatting and like being there, I, I felt pretty comfortable, but I'm a bit that way inclined anyway in terms of liking to wander around in my underwear slash naked in general. Yeah. So it was like, walked in and was just like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Everyone's like in a lot less clothes than I am. I think there was already people in the hot tub, wasn't there, when we got there, because we were on the second bus. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm wearing too many clothes. Had a quick whistle stop on the tour, which was interesting. It was, <laughs> it was a big group to try and get into those little corridors to show everyone around. It was. And I was but- like, I need to get this dress off because I'm far too vanilla for this for this place and straight away like we went straight back downstairs didn't we and I was like I've got to swap into a different dress it was yeah I hope showing us around was very excitable so uh, well done secret stag yeah (laughs) it took me a little while to kind of settle down in terms of the nerves of wanting to I don't know dress down or get involved and just take it all in although one thing I'd I'd kind of heard before and and from our conversation in the restaurant with the the other guys was like the first time can be quite overwhelming and you know walk around mm. a club and suddenly there's like people with their boobs out and whatever and I'm having sex in odd places but I can't I can't say I found it overwhelming at any point I, was, I think I was walking mm. around I was just like actually that's you're really just, cool you were just a bit like nervous but partly because you're quite excited about it so it's a big more of a big deal to you whereas I was like if I don't like it I don't care because it's not something I've really fantasised about a lot but actually I enjoyed it more than I thought that was good. Probably. I really enjoyed the atmosphere and, and, and you know, a few of the, the kind of people we mm. we chatted to and had conversations with. It's so so different to like a normal nightclub where it kind of feels a bit like a meat market. It very yeah. much felt there like 
it was the ladies were, were running the show. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I thought that was really that was cool. A bit. The only time it felt really surreal, super surreal, I mean, it all still feels a bit like it was a dream almost. Yeah. Like, I know I went and it was cool, but like, that was cool. And now I'm back to my normal life. Was like when we went to go around to the toilets and then we're, like we just stood in the doorway holding drinks and you've gone off and then there's a lady up in the hoist getting eaten out by a fella or someone else. I don't know. I don't know what relation they are. And just everyone stood around like they're in a normal sports bar or something having a chin wag. Yeah, like they're watching And then the somebody just walks through because he's got to get to the other side of the room, which is, you know, totally cool. But also like just saunters past like it's not even happening. It just felt really surreal for the first time. I think that the whole event for me was, was just great. It was so well run and it was really well curated. Mm. The, the club was cool. It was nice to see all the, the different mm. options and stuff. The whole night, the pre, the run up to it with all the Discord chat and the Zoom meetings and, and all of that through to the restaurant and the buses and the club and then, you know, the hotel and the food van, having that there. Oh, best burgers in the world. Oh, so they were good. fantastic. Yeah. But the whole thing was really well put together wasn't it yeah. everything flowed so brilliantly I think for our first uh, experience of a, a club and an kind event spoiled. yeah definitely spoiled I think I'm going to be nervous of going <clears throat> to a different club now because it's not going to meet up to the <laughs> because it doesn't live up to it I'm just going to go there and go well this is a bit of shit isn't it yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should go somewhere else <laughs> we even ventured to have a couple of little plays went to the glory hole just just to test it out and you went uh, you went around the one side and I was in the yeah, tried it out with ourselves, and then um, someone well, else, else came, came just to see what was going on. And yeah, disappointingly, though, his friends came and ran him away. They did drag him away very quickly. I was like, oh dear, did I disappoint? And then dragged past, and little compliment as he got dragged away by his friends, still doing his trousers up, I think. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was just getting into the mood of having a play, and then he got ran away, taken away. Yeah. You kind of still struggled a bit with the because I was and then I was like I'm teased and I'm on it. And we'd had a little a little moment because nobody was downstairs in the dungeon, so we'd had like a little teaser mo- moment yeah. for like a minute down there. And I was like, that's it, I'm I'm on it. Let's let's go find somewhere to screw. <laughs> and and you were still a little bit hesitant to kind of. Yeah, I still needed a little bit of uh, liquid lubrication before I'm I was... Like, uh, I think about uh, another 20 minutes later, I was like, we need to find somewhere to fuck because I want to fuck you. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. Played to your uh, voyeuristic stuff of liking to be watched and yeah, seen with the mirrors. Mm, and then good. realised there's someone... One, one way or two way mirrors. Yeah, one way, two way, apparently. <laughs> both, uh, both... Acceptable terms. Yeah, both terms are acceptable to be used. That's fine. You're like, oh, I wish we kind of could see through them actually, because it'd be nice to know if someone was watching. And I was like, oh, well, there is somebody standing in the doorway. And you throws of courage, seeing as though you'd already got your kit off. Yeah. At that point, then went, what? Should we invite him to join in then? So you're a bit like, don't know if that went against the rules, but fuck it, he was there. A thruple in a couple's room. <laughs> oh, are we naughty? <laughs> Breaking but, up the rules, but that no, was a good way to finish the night. I think after that, we uh, yeah. kind of got dressed and thought, let's, let's yeah, I think say some goodbyes. By and... that point, it was getting very late. So I, I then just hit the wall and went, no, that's it, I'm going home. Because yeah. you'd suggested, no, oh, do you want to go in the jacuzzi first before we go? And that's probably the only thing I feel like I ended up missing out on. So what are your thoughts, kind of looking back on it after, you know, the, once the hangover's worn off? That feels like a bit of a dream. Definitely keen to, like, do some more, but for me it'll be like, you know, I'm not looking to go in two weeks' time. Definitely feel like another one's on the cards. Yeah, definitely kind of whetted my appetite. I was like, it kind of lived up to the expectations and I'd be happy to explore that further. And we've had some discussions since yeah. then. And, yeah. I think if it's, a, if it's a big event again, we're probably going to give ourselves even more time to get ready. Yeah. Two hours wasn't enough. No, getting to the hotel and thinking, oh, we've got loads of time, which really... Oh, also partly because you went, ooh, a bath. Because <laughs> we don't have a bath at home at the moment. And you went, oh, we're in a hotel with a bath. Woo! But no, a little bit more time just to really enjoy... Well, because we, then we could, like, have a drink and really enjoy the getting ready and talking about it beforehand, whereas we were just flitting around trying to get ready. 
Yeah. Some lessons to learn, so I'd make more of it. But we didn't know what to expect for our and first time. And more of it after. Yeah. Because having not got to bed till, like, by the time we got back and wind down and whatever, it's like three o'clock in the morning. But then going, oh my God, we've got to get to breakfast before 10 and then we've got to be out by 11. I don't want to go home yet. I'm going to, like, <laughs> ease myself out of the weekend. So. Yeah, based in the afterglow a bit. Ease back to normality a little bit slower because it felt like a very sudden return to normal. Yeah. Cool, some lessons so, learned for next mm, time then. So yeah, brilliant party. Thank you very much. Absolutely, for bringing it on. Thank you to the Wanderlust Swingers, uh, Kate and Daryl, for an excellent event. Thank you to Mr. and Mrs. H, the Bed Hoppers. Sorry, we didn't get to chat to you guys more. One of my lookbacks. There was a fair few people that I'd like mm-hmm. to have spoke to a bit more and didn't get a chance. Mm-hmm. But yeah. hopefully, next event we'll have a catch up. Excellent. Thank you very much. See you next time. Bye.